0: Now going back now. <laughs> One, two, two
1: three, three, four, four <laughs> five. I love you. Gentlemen, ladies and men, thank you for coming back to the couch. We're so happy to have you here today. We are talking a, a very, uh, very, very exciting very fascinating film (laughs) continuing the nick cage playlist and we're both uh we're we're cautiously approaching this one because i don't i don't i personally i think i'm just like not gonna know how to talk about this movie Uh, so yeah
0: well very
1: entertaining
0: well then i'll do uh, the synopsis when we get there
1: (laughs) i mean i can definitely no i can definitely talk like the synopsis i'm saying like just like describing this film is going to be difficult
0: i got gotcha, gotcha,
1: <laughs> it's gonna be gotcha. it's gonna be a challenge to to be like okay I, I need to paint this picture for you and uh i'm not gonna be using colors that you understand so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i am the green traveler from gorsh and i am the faceless leone this is a podcast about movies and tv and we like to call it green faceless on the couch I feel like I already said that, but I probably hadn't. And uh, I don't think we're so. talking about Mandy. Mandy? Mandy. I Mandy. don't know if I even heard about this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember when it came out, I did not watch it. Um, I remember the critics that I watch uh, on the regular, I remember they were talking about it, and they were like, wow, this was unexpected you know it's yeah. like it's it, they they all loved it the people i watched that i remember they all liked it and they loved cage's presence in it because it fits perfectly yeah it really does yeah and like but it, but at the same time i don't remember them talking about it being so avant-garde and and artsy oh, and, man. So, and so i was I was not i was not prepared for it you know it's it's Absolutely been four years since not. i listened to their their reviews so it's like walking in. I was just like, "What? What the fuck's going on? Holy shit! Like, oh god!" Yeah,
0: it is. Uh, it is a strange <laughs> one. Uh, it. I will say that it's not like super strange to start, uh, mm. it, except for the, the cinematic feel uh, is. You know that suspense is there yeah. to start, but it really doesn't like turn. Super topsy turvy until hallucinogens are introduced.
1: Weed. I would say they, it's when when uh, Nick and uh, Nick and his girl Mandy when they smoke weed like that's that's when it starts getting like
0: a little the, bit a yeah. little bit
1: a little they, bit heady.
0: They do a a good job of matching the the feel of the movie the perspective of the movie with yeah. the drugs that are introduced. Yeah,
1: yeah the 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 atmosphere is very well uh, well established by yeah. by the director uh, Panos Panos Cosmatos. I have not seen uh, the other works by Panos Cosmatos. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing your name wrong. I'm sorry, um, but he, the other movie that I that Wikipedia recognizes him for is uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I haven't seen that, and I haven't watched Mandy until now. But uh, he co wrote it with Aaron Stewart on. And you know i think the i think the story is is uh pretty good, you know it's 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 yeah. uh so it's it's kind of based off of uh like a del Tor fantasy novel like it's it's not based mm. on anything it's very original but they, the main character Mandy at the very beginning is reading a del Tor fantasy novel and she's like yeah, i think this is like this is like the best thing del Tors ever ever put out, and it definitely kind of comes across as uh you know kind of like he read a lot of like Panos Cosmatos, the director and co-writer, had read a lot of like fantasy. and Was like, I want to make this, and he made it. <laughs> and nice. it's 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 very intriguing. I will admit, it is very entertaining, very intriguing. But I just I don't know how to like wrap my head r- around how I feel about it. Yeah, and that's what that's what that's the day's journey is is wrapping is our heads around journey. this. <laughs> I,
0: I will I will say the same thing because I like it i
1: think yeah
0: yeah so the but the important part is i think
1: <laughs> it, I, I think how it is is like i like it and i enjoy it a lot and i want to recommend it but i can't
0: yeah i, I know think that's a how lot it of people is. are like, gonna be like what the hell is this i need to watch yeah. it again i think is is really right. pre-closing statement this is my hypothesis <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I mean, even just talking about it's gonna make make me feel like I want to watch it again. So, like, uh, as you said, like beginning it off, it's just kind of normal. It's uh, yeah. I don't even know if they ever mentioned what Nick Cage does for a living. Is he like? Uh, I
0: think he might be in the logging industry.
1: That's what I was thinking. Okay, so I, I was I thought he was a logger of some sort. So they took yes, a helicopter
0: away from his work site so i don't that's know that's right he yeah. could uh, he could be some kind of rescue ranger kind of
1: thing um, I, I feel like i remember logging i think there was something in that and and there's a hint at like a traumatic backstory for both him and mandy like yeah. mandy talks about who who's who mandy what is that is andrea riseborough yes that's right yes
0: and okay. she is this uh she is pretty goth and uh oh this is based in the 80s too oh right right yeah and she uh is also an illustrator or an artist of some sort i don't think they quite nail it down
1: what what she's
0: doing exactly
1: I, i i think yeah i think she's just an artist like uh i think she just sells um artwork but like yeah, I remember it's like to establish that they just show her painting this like really cool looking thing and Nick he just like walks in he just like walks over and looks over her and she's like whoa that's really cool wow and then he just stands there just like wow for like, for, like, ten seconds, and then the camera cuts, and they go to the next scene, but it was so, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was just like he didn't know I when there like, like are you going to call cut?
0: <laughs> I will have to say I felt that Nick was being fairly genuine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like it, I think he was doing t- a great
1: performance. Yes,
0: yes. I think this is a really good performance by him, but it still is Nick Cage being like, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh his yeah, character's name, name is Nick. Red Miller, by the way. Uh yeah. And they yeah, only like like they only call him Red like a couple
1: of times, I feel like. Right. Yeah, and and uh and Mandy, she works at a gas station. Uh she's also a gas station attendant or whatever. Uh maybe it's a convenience store, I don't remember. But uh while she is walking home from work one day, I think she's walking home from work. Yeah, um, she's to walking work. to work. Yeah, somewhere, but this van passes her, and that's when the things start to get really weird. That's when you get like the introduction of the uh, the what was the band? What was the group's name? Um, um the, the children of the
0: rising new dawn? dawn,
1: the new dawn, the new dawn, it the new children dawn. of the new dawn, a, re- a, a religious cult. Yep, uh, following this maniacal man named jeremiah sand yes played by linus roach what yes. a good name for a villain I, I villainous really, actor.
0: yes definitely <laughs> also i feel like uh linus performance as jeremiah is really good uh uh but it is kind of like a textbook um cult leader though as well
1: yeah definitely <laughs> it, it i it definitely is and but i agree his his performance It's kind of like a uh, Twin Peaks-styled, like, David Lynch-asked-for-performance. Yeah, like, Um, I
0: did start wondering if this was a Lynch thing. Uh, Right, it kind of seems like a
1: love letter to Lynch.
0: Yeah, for a little, yeah, for some of it. But also, like, just the blue and the reds.
1: That's every
0: scene is just blue and red, people, especially after they start (laughs) taking the drugs.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And, and and that's his thing is is the jeremiah sand and the the children of the new dawn they have this very potent very very um heavy form of l s d it's a liquid l s d yeah. that they pour into your eyes you know a couple drops into your eye yeah i mean you could just drop it in your mouth too i assume, but like when they when they capture mandy which is what eventually happens, yeah, they put it in her eyeball and that that just, like, really fucks her up. <laughs> yeah, it does. And and, uh, and so Jeremiah in this van, he's with a bunch of his people. They pass by Mandy, and she is just the, the most beautiful person in the world to him. Like, he yeah, is just Jeremiah, blown away yeah. by her. Yeah, he's mesmerized. And he informs his group. Uh, he informs the children of the new dawn. I want that woman. Bring her to me. Yeah. And so that's what sets everything in in motion is just one night. Nick and Mandy are just at home doing their thing. Sorry, Red and Mandy. Red and Mandy are at home doing their thing. <laughs> he is Nick Cage. <laughs> he is not Red Miller. No, Red and Mandy are at home just sleeping. And in busts uh, that the well the, before that, the Children of the No Dawn uh, played a played a mystical ocarina and awoke these these like (laughs) i don't know what you call them these these monsters monster bikers
0: opened up the portal in hellraiser for some reason yeah uh, (laughs) they but it's hellraiser's biker gang yeah it's so
1: good i love it (laughs) i do i love it too they they come and they break into red and manny's place and they kidnap them after beating them up a bit well they beat red up a bit yeah. Uh and and then they kidnap them. And then uh and then Mandy is brought before Jeremiah Sand. And he you know, he does his like I am a cult leader thing after he gives her LSD and everything yeah. right into her fucking eyeball. Yeah. He's just like, Follow me, I am I am this, you can't have uh I I don't know what he's offering anymore, but it's like you can't have such and such like an afterlife or whatever unless you follow through me. Like only I can bring you into glory, or that kind of bullshit, right? And, and you know, she she just laughs at him. You know, she kind of she kind of uh, thinks it's funny. Yeah, and that she, pisses she him off a lot,
0: beca- especially after he plays his record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh which, yeah, that's right. I right. forgot about his band. Yes,
0: it's basically like, come follow me because I'm so good and kind, <laughs> and just the greatest. <laughs> And she said, I have you wrote music. a song that's about you <laughs> and how great you are.
1: And then she just oh, plus he's, laughs at him. And, and he's also standing naked in front of her with his little flaccid he, penis he's, there. He's, he's like, he was yes.
0: like, I will allow you to service me or something bullshit yeah. like that and then he drops the robe it's like this big great act and roach does yep. it amazingly and uh then yeah she just starts laughing at him and then he decides he's gonna <laughs> jerk off to it it's just the it is just it's the weird. strangest strangest thing obviously jeremiah sand uh has a lot of things wrong with him to uh, as do his do followers to people
1: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Or, or his followers, you know, maybe they don't have a lot wrong with him. Maybe they just, like, they took the acid and, and that just w- too fucked up to turn away.
0: Right, yeah. They are very suggestible at that that point. Maybe they yeah, liked his and, album. <laughs>
1: and maybe. They, I mean, and it's, it's, it's alright. It's folky, you
0: yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's not so, great. So, there is uh, a couple of the... Cult members that are worth mentioning. Uh, so we have Ned Dinehe as Brother Swan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he uh, is like Jeremiah's right hand man. He gets things done. Uh, he's the one who calls the demon peoples. And then uh, we he also have. The What's that?
1: I said he plays the ocarina. He
0: plays the ocarina real nice. <laughs> He's like, so, I'm Link. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they came from they came from the other time
1: <gasps> they were just ganon peoples
0: <laughs> yes that's right okay so the other one i wanted to mention was uh olwyn foray um probably said your name wrong sorry but she plays mother marlene uh and she's like uh, f- fairly older than the rest of the cult members, and is super in love with Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah, and it and it, it is it is very strange performance, but man, she did it very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I that's the thing is like I, I I wanted to call out Brother Swan and I wanted to call out her as well. The problem is, this whole movie is just a big acid trip. I couldn't remember who they were. I was looking right. at the whole cast, and I'm like, I don't remember these people. Like, <laughs> the, there's a guy named Carruthers, well, a guy named the chemist, was brother squad. either Swan. red
0: or blue. Like, he didn't actually get to know the color of anybody's face.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's... It, all the performances are just, you know... The, the, okay, so, like, in a streamlined film, they would not be considered good, I guess. But in this kind of, like, avant-garde film, especially paired with Nick Cage... Everybody does a really good job to make this feel yeah. consistent. So like the this weird this weird, weird world that's constantly just shifting and changing because uh what eventually happens is once she makes once she laughs at him, once Mandy laughs at Jeremiah, yeah. He's just like, All right, well, fuck her. <laughs> uh you know, they, they put her in a bag, they drag her out in front of Nick Cage, who is bound with with uh with uh Barbed wire. What's the barbed wire, thank you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so jeez. bad! Like he, he's bound by his arms, like his arms are above Ugh. his head. He's hanging there. It's it's awful. You can see when it hanging into his skin. Ugh. Ugh. it's gross. Ugh. And he also has has it in his mouth too. He's gagged with it. Yeah. So it's just like it's even like more like oh jeez. But then they burn her in front of Nick Cage. Sorry, big spoilers. But this big is like the spoilers, the big premise of the movie. Yeah, is it's like, it's weird
0: because it's inciting incident almost.
1: Yeah. And it comes, like, halfway to, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie. It's really yeah. weird. Uh, well, I guess maybe more halfway than 2 I, I than think it's closer to
0: uh, before the
1: halfway mark. Cause just a little Nick, bit before, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because Nick much. gets to go crazy for quite some time. Yeah.
1: And that's nice, because they just leave him there, too. Like, once they do right. the, the dirty deed, they leave him there. He he escapes the barbed wire. Uh, he... he it it kind of almost hilariously like he goes inside he's well he's screaming a lot you know he's mourning he's drinking a lot he drinks like an entire bottle of vodka in one shot yeah and then and then he goes to sleep and it's like it's kind of funny but then at the same time you're like yeah he's fucking he's tired yeah he's he's bled out like he got stabbed
0: he got stabbed too that more spoilers yeah they ruined his freaking tiger t-shirt i was so mad
1: Yeah, he was pissed about that. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's realistic kind of that, that he would go to sleep. It was just yeah, like yeah. when it happened. When it happened, it was funny because it was. I mean, all of this happened while he was on his tidy whiteies too, which is even like yes, kind of more yeah. funny and, and 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 upsetting. Not just funny. Sorry, <laughs> somebody <laughs> did just die. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, it is terrible. I'm sure he's just super shocked and shock. Yeah, and. uh he wakes up. And but, he still is, obviously.
1: But then it becomes a, a then the the entire rest of this is like a, a revenge fantasy. You know, it's yeah. it's uh, it's just it's just Nick Cage going to town on the children of the New Dawn and the the monsters that they awoke. Right. The what are they called? The black skulls?
0: Maybe I have no idea what they're fucking. It called. was the black skulls good
1: yeah it was yeah There's just done. these weird monsters and they Amazing also this, this, this have their tough. own
0: form of LSD their own form of LSD let's like they have visions of like hell and like nuclear holocaust oh, God, yeah. and
1: shit and yeah Nick <laughs> he, just, he just snorts that whole like line of cocaine and then takes their LSD yeah. and like his fucking face explodes <laughs>
0: and all he does is like take like one little dip of it yeah that's right yeah
1: oh my god it's it's a great moment too because like when it happened i was like holy shit like i don't (laughs) like there are moments where i've watched movies when i uh, i'll say i have been very inebriated and i can say that i was very happy i was not that inebriated for this film because that moment was wild
0: yes yes it was uh, and you know, it, it, it probably helped him in his rage towards the the cultists and the other people. Um, yeah. And, and I ha- I, I the. No, I don't feel bad for these cultists or anyone that he he no. kills. Um, besides the chemist, though, I don't remember if he killed the chemist
1: or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what happened in that scene. I remember the, I remember the entire build up at the beginning of the scene. Yeah, up to the part where like he starts fighting. <laughs> like I don't remember yeah. what where it goes. But yeah, the, the chemist was interesting.
0: The chemist was an interesting scene, and I want to see that scene again because there's definitely a lot of symbol in, uh, symbolism in that scene with his pet tiger. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not sure that I quite get it. Uh, besides the fact that uh, red is the tiger yep
1: yeah i'm not i don't get it but richard
0: Brake, richard Brake plays the chemist and red doesn't say a single word in the entire scene (laughs) this guy just guesses at everything he's trying to get at and and part of it's wrong part of it's right He's just right. so freaking high. He thinks he's a telepath, and it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: a good, it's a fun scene. And as are as man. are most of the revenge the scenes. They're all very fun. There's one where it's a literal um, chainsaw duel, where it's yes. like Nick Cage has a chainsaw and he's like comes comes around this like pile of rubbish and he's like, "All right, let's fight." I'm gonna I'm trying to start a chainsaw here, and he's like pulling on the cord. And yeah. then the other guy just kind of, like, laughs and then pulls out, like, a chainsaw that's three times as long as it's Nick's. It's
0: like a chainsaw <laughs> greatsword. I mean, they're, they're obviously wonderful. in logging country, but... Yeah. God, that's for, like, a giant tree.
1: It's wonderful. It really yeah. is. And and they, they fight with it, and the whole scene is hilarious. And it, I don't know. the it, it, It's weird, because the first half is, like, a wild just kind of like a drug trip. You know, the first half is just a normal drug trip. Right. And then it just takes off. Once the once the revenge fantasy happens, and then it's just like your mind's blown, you're kind of just like you're 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 melting a bit. You're just kind of like relaxed into the into the couch and just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to let this happen," I guess. Like Yeah. I don't I don't know what's happening. I I I'm rooting for Red. I feel for Red. Yeah. You know, I've watched John Wick. I know how it feels. So like <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're still rooting for it, but a lot of the shit he's doing is just absurdly wild. That you're just like, yeah. dude, you need to get the fuck out of this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He he goes
0: in deep and uh, lot lots of murders, um, and that's pretty much <laughs> the whole movie.
1: Yeah, right and there. It's, it's
0: but it is a know. wild fucking ride.
1: I and one I, that I did enjoy.
0: Yeah, so earlier you said, if if we want to go ahead and get into closing statements with this. Yeah. Um, one that you said earlier, what you had said earlier was that you're not sure that you can recommend this. I think while we were talking this, I do recommend it. Because, goddamn it is one hell of a ride. I mean, right. at the very least, you're going to be entertained by it. By the fact that you're not going to be able to look away. like <laughs> That's true. It, like, it, it is very, it it draws you in. And, and yeah, so well, I do recommend it. But And I give it a face. I think after I ended it, I was like, man, if, when I finished, I kept on going like this with this fucking movie when, after yeah. I finished it. When I first finished it, I was like, I think that was a great movie. I think I loved it. But um I'm not so sure because I just don't know. Like I love watching movies like this. Right. But like because they're hard to remember, I'm not so sure that they're good or not. I
1: Yeah.
0: But I, I do the, I think the time was it. worth it. I think it's close to a face and a half maybe. Maybe on a second
1: watch it'll get that half a face. Oh, interesting. I, I give it I give it three stars because like I think it's I think the time spent watching it was worth it. I don't think I wasted time watching this. I agree. I did enjoy it. I like these artsy films, but I can't recommend it unless you're a fan of artsy films. Unless you've seen That's fair. something like if you know an avant-garde film and you liked it, then maybe you'd be interested in this. I'm trying to think of uh um Nicholas Requiem. uh uh, well, there's this out- there's that's this director. I think it's Nicholas. Saying. I think it's Nicholas Winding Refn. I can't. I can never pronounce yes. his name. Wrong. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's who I kept on thinking
0: um, of when I was watching this movie.
1: Yeah, he he did the drive. Uh, the drive. He did drive. Only God forgives the neon demon. Um, you know, a lot of people know Drive. If you've yeah. seen Drive and you're willing to go just a slight bit more weird, then you know I think you might enjoy Mandy. And, especially and I if you think love that
0: I enjoyed Mandy more than Only God Forgive. And yeah,
1: I was not a fan of Only God Forgive.
0: <laughs> I I do think that I enjoyed that one, if it's the one that I think
1: yeah. is. I, I remember, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, I don't remember it. I remember gotcha. like watching it and it having the exact same feeling as I had with this movie. So maybe in two years I won't like Mandy, <laughs> 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 but, but like that's just how I remember. I remember watching Only God Forgives and being like, "Huh, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess." You know, and that's kind of how this movie is. Is like, "Huh, all right, sure." I'll, you know, it's it's very much like Twin Peaks, where it's like it's 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 out there, man. It's really out there, but I I still enjoyed it. At least on the first watch, I still enjoyed Mandy. And I do want to give a, uh, a shout out to one person before we wrap up here. And that is who the movie is dedicated to. It is dedicated to, uh, Johan Johansson, who we've talked about before because he is the composer on, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, he composed the music for Arrival, uh, Denis Villeneuve for both of those, uh, the director. Um, and as well as uh, uh you know a lot of stuff but he passed away in 2018 when this before this movie came out and this was one of the last movies that he scored and i think that the the score is phenomenal here yeah, it's very I, beautiful i really
0: think that it built the whole atmosphere i'm not yeah. like if you imagine this movie naked without sound it would right. still be something it would still be yeah something but there's a it. lot of time <laughs> there is a lot of times where there is no audio there's just the score and it's so, really great so it, it it is a great score so uh i i think he deserves the dedication for certain and also uh yeah um farewell
1: yeah it's very sad he did a lot of good stuff and uh I'm happy that they dedicated it to him because that's that's a very good thing because this is a good good final score of one of his final scores. Not yeah. the not the final one, but one up. But I think that is the show. Uh a cautious recommendation, only if you like Twin Peaks and and films by <laughs> Nicholas Wynn Reffin. But uh thanks for tuning in, guys. I have been the Green Traveler from Gorsh.
0: And I am the faceless Leone thank you so much for watching you didn't watch it you listened i guess you know what we're getting a shit ton of people uh listening on youtube so i guess they kind of watched it so thanks for that uh, out there youtube viewers thank you um hit that subscribe button we'd enjoy that yeah safe travels and good night (laughs) Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.